0: Welcome to Rooted and Radiant. I'm your host, Jan Harrison. Here we seek to root ourselves in the life-giving Word of God and cultivate spiritual fruit that radiates Jesus in and through us. One of the most amazing things that I think age has done for me is teach me the precious gift of multi-generational friendships. And when I say friendships, it's this time in life when your children become adults and you are free from the responsibility of parenting them. And you begin to enjoy their companionship, enjoy their friends as friends. And it's in that period of family life that I have really begun to be blessed and enjoy knowing so many younger women just in many, many areas of my life. Today, I'm really honored to introduce to you a young woman who has been a friend for a short period of time. But the way we got to know each other was intense. And it was so special. And I learned so much from her. And I think that she has a lot that a lot of my young friends out there can really benefit and grow from. And Miller Young, I am honored to welcome you to Rooted and Radiant.
1: Thank you so much. I am so honored to get to talk to you today. And though we've known each other for a short time, I think think you know me well enough to know I'd prefer to catch up over coffee, not over a microphone, but you so eloquently said that this conversation was an opportunity to boast in the Lord together, Yeah. and what a privilege that is. So thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. I want to give our listeners just a little background of how we met, and I want to do it succinctly, because that's another story for another day, I think. But my oldest daughter and her husband live in Chattanooga, and I live in Charlotte, and they have four wonderful children and this summer after our annual trip to the beach um i just had been home for a few days and Morgan called me with a very disturbing diagnosis that her husband, Jay, had received. He had a benign brain tumor, but it was operable. So there was a lot of unknown, and there was a lot of preparation. There were days of testing, but they wanted to remove it quickly, so I planned to come to Chattanooga and to be there with her children, with her family through the surgery. We were told to expect for it to be about a week and then he would be home. And I would just determine when my entrance and exit would be most helpful. So that was the background of the situation. And I walked into really a family in crisis. They we're not in school yet, so we're talking about a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a 4-year-old all over the place. Summer winding down, school cranking up, emails, schedules, and requirements, and half-start days, and whole-start days, and just all of the things that, honestly, I am I am very out of practice with. Morgan, their mom, is very involved in Preparing for surgery, going to doctor's appointments. And I met this young woman that was present for all of this activity, and it was Ann Miller. And the atmosphere that Ann Miller brought to that family situation. Was such a serene, peaceful, gracious presence that I could not help but be profoundly drawn almost immediately to something in her that was so much greater than capability. Ann Miller. Watching you begin to teach me so much. I was so grateful for the way that you reminded me of what it looks like to genuinely show up and be alert and be perceptive to the things that need to happen. And quite frankly, it was extremely unusual. For someone as young as you were, how in the world did you get to be the person that I got to meet standing in the kitchen on my arrival in a crisis?
1: Mm. I think the short answer would be it was random. Before that week of crisis, I did not know your precious daughter. I was not (laughs) intending to accept or to look for a nannying job. But the longer answer is that we do not serve a random God. And his plans were mysterious but far greater Than my own. And so I went to Wake Forest University, did the typical pre law route, and continued on to Emory down in Atlanta, went to law school graduated, was set to take the bar exam in May and to practice transactional law with the firm here in Chattanooga. I was fascinated by mergers and acquisitions and really grateful and excited to have the opportunity to work in the space that I had worked for and studied for several years. And so that was the Ann Miller plan all along. But as I said, my my plans were thwarted in the most providential of ways. And I think that to explain that, I would have to go back to my first year of law school. I was living in Midtown Atlanta with two precious friends. Um, Life was exactly as I had wanted it to look at that point. And then when kind of random September day, my fire alarm in the building went off, and I did not hear it at first, but I eventually heard it and went out of the building. was physically unharmed, as praise God everyone else in that situation was, but the experience of going down 26 dark flights of stairs alone late in the game and the experience of smelling smoke and just having that unplanned for afternoon happened. Although it didn't harm me physically, it left an impression on my mind that was hard to erase. I learned that PTSD is not something that you have to go to war to experience or something as dramatic as I kind of naively thought that you did. So that was something that if you looked at me all throughout law school or after, you would probably not know that that was something that was going on in my mind. But that day did shape Kind of the trajectory of my life. And so if you look around, whether it be Chattanooga or any similar city to where the law firms are, you would have to lift your eyes and they would be around the 26th floor. And for me, that is where my earthly heart wanted to be, but it is so clearly not where the Lord was pushing me. That became a place that was very clearly not where I was supposed to be. So I walked away from the job offer at the law firm and made the decision that on paper looked so confusing to the world. I took the bar exam and then kind of threw in the towel and decided I had no idea what was next for me, but that I was going to hold loosely to my plans.
0: How did your parents respond to all of that education, all of that hard work, all of that success? How did you share with them that you were not feeling like this was at all what you were going to do?
1: It was a gift that I had family in the trenches, so to speak, with me throughout that experience. They knew my challenge since day one when it began. And I would say that by the grace of God, my parents held more loosely to my plans than I did. I think I took longer to surrender, but they showed me such trust in the Lord and his plan for me by trusting me and moreover trusting him in the plan for my career.
0: What a word for parents (sighs) Mm -hmm.
1: that you can,
0: you can support your children's dreams and you can help them achieve the things that they're willing to work for and go after. But at the same time, You give your children and their plans and your plans for them to him, Mm. and he'll be full of exceedingly more than you can think or imagine. So you took the bar exam and you threw in the towel.
1: And I threw it in knowing that it was not fun. It didn't look right, but it was so right for me at that time. And so, then into week one of joblessness with no plan, enter as would be no surprise to anyone who knows her, Jane Henniger, who was my high school Bible study teacher, was a mentor, is a mentor to my mom, to Morgan, your daughter, and just about to anyone who she has come into contact with, she has probably left a mark on in some way. And so, precious Miss Henniger was very aware of what was going on in Morgan's. Life that same week that I had kind of changed my career plans and just providentially happened to have coffee with my mom that same week who was sharing the update on my life and Miss Henniger as she so gracefully does just had the light bulb of Morgan is in a season of need and Miller is in a season of availability and she mm-hmm. connected us.
0: Wow. When you hear the word need and availability together. I think maybe that should be our cue that God's in it. You made yourself available to this family. As a nanny, a household manager, you did everything all day, every day. Again, it was such a blessing for me. I was there. My role was of course, to be there with the children. I got to go to the beginning of second grade again all over and just be a part of those things for these grandchildren that I love so dearly and and am and invested in. I was also there to really try to be a support and an encouragement for Morgan to just be a safe place for her to land when she came home every day. And that Ann Miller's presence just brought the need that was hard to even name going into a situation that we didn't know. I want to just share a little bit of my observation of her heart, the way she served my family over that week. Uh, She would just quietly assess what was going on even though often it was not quiet at all. She was able to negotiate a peace treaty with a four year old about going to school in the middle of the floor, almost on a daily basis, because she wanted her mama to take her to school and just all of the disruptions in their lives. She was able to wardrobe for the beginning of school, two boys that had to have uniform switch outs and all of those kinds of things. She made lunches, all of the things. My point is nothing was too low or too menial or too subservient, if you will, for her to do. But the most beautiful thing about it all, she did it without even being asked. She simply assessed the needs and began to take care of things. Ann Miller, what influences in your young life taught you those character qualities?
1: I have to sing my parents' praises again. Although their seasons of serving didn't necessarily look like they were serving in their careers, I think they had the more traditional path of going to school and climbing the corporate ladder. They Constantly assume the position of being on their knees in their friendships and in their families. I think about my mom who every Wednesday for the past goodness decade and a half would travel four hours just to honor her mother and father in their kind of last chapters. And there are so many things that. As I learned in that season of stepping into a family, that can pull a caregiver's attention when you have kids at home or when you have social circles like our community is blessed to have. And she surrendered those and continues to surrender those in ways that cause her to humble herself to those around her. The same could be said of my dad. I think of recently when a precious family member needed to move out of their house to get a little bit of work done, and he said, Forget it. You have young kids. They don't need to be in a new environment. I'll move, bring them to my house. And I don't know many 60 something year old men that would gladly do that. But that is what I grew up watching, which is such a gift. And they would be the first to tell you, and I would be remiss not to be the first to tell you that they saw that example from what we grew up calling the textbook, which is just the Bible. We serve a God who. Washed feet, who blesses the Josephs of the Bible, who are servant leaders with an emphasis on servanthood, not on leadership. And so I think that was the example I was blessed to have in my life. But I think that we've got to look to scripture to be prompted to be servants in this world, because it is certainly not the natural position of my heart to take that posture. But it is undeniable that that is the posture that Jesus routinely took on while he was on the earth.
0: Absolutely. I got in the car to leave after the first week and was really sad to say goodbye to Ann Miller and we thought life was going to settle back into the predictable healing journey and that things would be different for certain, but I was going back home. I had no idea I would be back within 36 hours, but While I was driving, I just kept thinking, what are my takeaways from this week? And one of the largest, most vivid pictures that I had in my mind, I think I texted this back to you, but I'm not sure. I just, I thought it was as if I watched this young woman pushback from the table the proverbial career table she took off her executive outfits and clothes that she had carefully curated to be able to show up in a corporate professional environment and she did whatever it took and I said I watched Jesus this week through Ann Midler serve my family in a way that was so practical and so beautiful. And again, I think what absolutely stopped me in my tracks was how young you are. And I almost feel like there's a need to apologize to your generation for the collective reputation that many of us, older people myself included have been taught to think about your generation it's often labeled as being the generation that thinks they're entitled that thinks that they have every right to be right at all times and in Ann Miller I just saw such a beautiful picture of the willingness to go low And to let God lift you up in his time and in his way. And it just, it really, really made an impression on me. And I just want Ann Miller to have the opportunity to speak to young women, particularly out there right now for all of the hard work and all of the importance this young woman knows that education is important and having your career goals and ideas are important and doing your best and being successful at whatever God puts before you is important. And yet her attitude and character towards that are quite different than busting it to be big in the professional and the career world. So I want to ask her to just speak to her peers that are in a place where she found herself.
1: I would encourage people in that stage of life to first of all hold loosely to your own plans. That is something that is not easy for me to do. It is not my first response. I am such a planner. I plan out our family's dinner a week in advance. I do laundry on the same day of the week. I knew my 10-year career path. I love to plan, but the Lord's ways are so much better than ours. And I think that holding loosely to plans is such a gift. It took experiencing PTSD for me to learn to hold loosely to my plans, but I would encourage anyone to not be so stubborn as I most certainly was in learning that lesson. And I think that it's easy to say, learn to hold loosely, but the most practical way that I have learned to do that is just to pray. And so that would be my encouragement is to Find a time in your day where you just know that is your prayer time. And whether you like to jog and you pray while you run or whether you are raising kids and have loads and loads of laundry and every time you switch it from the washer to the dryer, you pray, build in times in your day where you are talking and communing with the Lord.
0: He really wants to show us the way, doesn't he? Yes. And he really does want good (laughs) things for Mm -hmm. us. And we know that his plans are higher and his plans are better, which is a really very precious and tender and personal reminder. And the interesting thing, I think, is not only while Ann Miller was serving Morgan and her family, and I was noticing, Morgan was noticing. And that means Morgan was noticing in ways beyond the very current and most pressing need. Ann Miller, how long did you stay in that position, managing the household?
1: It was about a month, maybe a month and a half, Mm -hmm. um, the end of the summer to early fall.
0: How did God redirect you to where you are today?
1: God and his goodness did not leave me without a plan shortly after my time at your family's home came to a conclusion, he graciously opened the door for me to once again put on my corporate hat So through Morgan, I was connected to this large corporation that had a local presence, and I now have the amazing opportunity in the corporate world that I had a real desire to be a part of, and it has just been such a joy and such a testament to God keeping his promises that Morgan Was used in my life to connect me to the place that I never would have gone to on my own, but that is so clearly where the Lord wants me in this season. It looks different. It feels different. I am not remotely in the realm of mergers and acquisitions in law, and yet I am experiencing the great joy of learning that I am exactly where the Lord wants me to be right now. And He Knew that I would not get there on my own, but he has providentially led me there. And I am so grateful for the way he directed my path.
0: God sees it all. Nothing escapes his eye. When we are faithful with small things, God will make us ruler over much. And sometimes the small things, they don't really, we're tempted to think they're not worth our time or they're not worth our energy, or they're beneath our education, or any of those kinds of things. But when we really start to see that small things are the stepping stones to being entrusted with greater things, it becomes such a privilege to participate in the small things. my the last thing I would want to say to you, the Apostle Paul had a young pastor named Timothy that he was training and mentoring and advising and he was writing to Timothy at the end of Paul's life and the mantle is being ready to be passed to these people that have had the privilege of learning from him and he says he reminds Timothy to let no man despise your youth but be an example to the believers in word in conversation in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And I want to thank you because that is your example. And it just touches me deeply that it is such a privilege to be a part of the body of Christ and to see how he has giving and taking, sharing, sharing, needing, being available, being teachable. It goes in every direction, all the way around. And that's what we want our listeners to to take away today. That's part of God's good work in our lives. So thank you for being with us. Amen. Thank you. if you feel stalled or sidelined by something in your life, The unexpected disruption of a terrifying experience in a stairwell threatened to disrupt Ann Miller's years of hard work and career dreams. But God turned PTSD into a beautiful opportunity to show her my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. My ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55, verse 9. No side trip is ever wasted when we trust Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Thank you for joining me on Rooted and Radiant Now let's all go cultivate our spiritual lives to become rooted in the Word of God and radiate His joy.